It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins OTAs open this week, and one of the storylines to watch is linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle and his role within the Dolphins' defense. We're exploring that today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, Shout out to the everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. We had a busy weekend, did some content, and a little audible at the line of scrimmage here for the Monday episode, Monday, May 22nd, 2023 episode of Locked on Dolphins, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. We were going to do some more fantasy-related content. And then everybody on the timeline started talking about linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle. And this came in large part courtesy of Cameron Wolf. Cameron Wolf uh, sent out a tweet. Of course, the excellent reporter for NFL Network uh, sent out a tweet about an hour ago. It's about 1130 a.m. on Monday, my time. Dolphins begin OTAs today. What to watch? Number one bullet point, I'm told to expect Andrew Van Ginkle playing more inside linebacker. What other changes in Vic Fangio's defense? Boom. To the moon, everybody's interested in Andrew Van Ginkle, who, of course, was an expiring contract for the Dolphins this past year as a fifth-round pick out of Wisconsin. He's been a really nice, reliable player as a role player for the Dolphins for the past several seasons. Was expected to leave. Kind of an abrupt about face and came back and played with the team or signed a one-year deal with the team. And now we're talking about potentially an expanded role or expanded opportunities in Vic Fangio's defense. I wanted to explore between the base defenses and the nickel defenses where Andrew Van Ginkle might make sense because this stack linebacker role and opportunity yeah, you look at what the Dolphins have at off-ball linebacker, and it makes sense that they'd be looking for somebody else to step into that kind of a role. Is you have David Long, who signed a two-year, $12 million contract this offseason. You have Jerome Baker, uh, who is two years remaining on his current contract, but is a potential cap casualty after 2023. You have Channing Tindall, who was a third-round rookie last year, didn't get a lot of run, now learning a new system after spending a year learning an old system. So that's that's the... That lack of continuity is never exciting for young players. And then Duke Riley, who was brought back uh, on another short-term deal as a special teams staple and role player for the Dolphins as a a space linebacker as well. That's all you have. You have four stack linebackers. So having a fifth option, somebody else who can play in some stack linebacker opportunities, yeah, makes a lot of sense for the Dolphins to be in the market for that kind of player. So... 
where would Andrew Van Ginkle fit in the midst of the death charts? He's probably your third stack linebacker option at best when the Dolphins are in Fangio's base 3-4 defensive fronts. And you should expect to see a lot of nose tackle and two four eyes. And four eyes means the defensive ends are hand in the dirt, inside shoulder of defensive of offensive tackles playing in the B gap. So you've got a nose tackle playing head up on the center, and you have two inside shade defensive ends, inside shade, inside shoulder of the offensive tackles on the opposing side of the line of scrimmage. From there, you have two rush linebackers, and then you have two linebackers who play off the ball in a stack position. And when the Dolphins have Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips and potentially Emmanuel Agba and Malik Reed, you know, you have a lot of threats to go off the outside. And Andrew Van Ginkle is, of course, a piece of that mix. And depending on the down and distance situation, he could play Sam or Will, which in this defense is categorized as outside rush linebackers, according to the research that I have done on the personnel and the uh, vocabulary of this defense. So if Andrew V. Giggle's not going to get the kind of run there, where does he hold value? And in a Dolphins defense that we're expecting to run a lot of split field coverages, a lot of too high safety shells, but there are oftentimes, especially when you're uh, talking about attacking the passing strength versus the passing weakness with strategy and different zone responsibilities on either half of the field. A player like Andrew Van Ginkle, who has had some experience in the past lining up on the line of scrimmage and then dropping out, you know, if you're going to play drop eight coverage or if you're going to bring pressure and drop out a defense, an outside rush outside linebacker, the Sam or a Will, for Van Ginkle's sake, it would probably be the Will. He'd probably be playing the will in the base defense. And if you were going to fire zone, a.k.a. bring a linebacker and play zone underneath uh, and try to attack with somebody else from elsewhere on the defense, he could either be the fire zone player or he could be the will. And he could attack forward. I don't think it's necessarily, especially in the base defense for the Dolphins, a matter of we're going to put you out there in a 30 alignment. So you're going to have... inside shoulder or outside shoulder of the guard and you're going to have to cross key and you're going to have to process backfield action and the direction of the tight end and get down into a gap and fit up the gap based off you know your defensive lineman playing in front of you I don't know that that's the kind of role that I would foresee a ton of for Andrew Van Ginkle just because that is a big leap and you pay David Long Six million dollars a season, and Jerome Baker's getting paid a lot of money on a per annual basis at this point in time in his career. Duke Riley, I would even say, has more experience playing stack linebacker. So for for Andrew Van Ginkle, I think when you're in base defense, whether he's going to play the will, which would be the outside, away from the tight end, rush linebacker, or if he was going to play uh, the Jack or the Mike linebacker in that 3-4 personnel with four defensive backs on the field, I think the role that would make the most sense is in the rush linebacker role. Yeah, you could rush away from the offensive tackle or away from the tight end and and take an offensive tackle with an outside rush in a one-on-one situation if you wanted to. But if you're in a base defense, odds are the threat of the run is very much keeping you present. So away from the tight end is important, kind of boxes him in at will. 
And then I think you could probably get a forward with playing either of the two stack positions if they were going to fire zone and rush the linebacker. Although if they were going to fire zone, he could also still stay at that will spot and then drop off into coverage and take hook curl coverage because he has done that in the past for this Dolphins defense. So when the Dolphins are in base... I think that's your most direct pathways for Andrew Van Ginkle to get run, not just as a rotational player who you're going to intermittently see, but as the will, and he can either rush, he can play the run, he could drop into hook curl if you're going to bring the fourth defender as the pass rusher from somewhere else, or he can play in that stack position to attack the line of scrimmage and come downhill in a predisposed uh, blitz. Those would be the ways that I would be most eager to see Andrew Van Ginkle play. Uh, we're going to talk about nickel defense next as far as the, there's a couple different iterations of fronts that you can get from this Vic Fangio system that we're expecting. And we're going to dive into that next year on Locked On Dolphins. But before we do, now is the perfect time to make your fast break over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because no new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if their first bet does not hit. It's $1,000. How's that for peace of mind if your first bet doesn't hit and bonus bets back? No better place to bet all of the playoff action with the NHL and the NBA right now than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There are two primary fronts that you should expect to see the Dolphins playing with Vic Fangio. There's the 5-2, or the, excuse me, the 5-1, or the 4-2. The 5-1 is referred to as a penny front. The 5-1 with one stack linebacker and five defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage. The 4-2 is your, your more standard nickel, and that can either be a, a it's a 4-2-5 of some variation with either a safety or a corner as the fifth defensive back on the field. When you play in the penny front, it kind of lines up similarly to that base defense, whether that's a, that's a tight alignment or tight front is when you're tight fours uh, with your four eyes and then your two stack linebackers behind it and your two rush linebackers on the outside. So you're covering uh, both interior B gaps and you have a nose tackle over top of the center. When you're going to run the penny front, same rules apply. You're going to have a nose. You're going to have two four eyes. Objective is to occupy all three interior gaps. Then you have outside leverage players on either side. That would be the Sam and the Will in this defense as rush outside linebackers. And then you would just have a Mike linebacker. So you'd have six in the box. 
and then you would have five playing in coverage. Now, maybe you roll a safety down so you still get seven in the box, and you're in the middle of the field closed coverage, although with Vic Fangio, you're expecting a lot of static, too high pre-snap presentation. Andrew Van Ginkle, in this spot, I think is probably suited to play either the Sam or the Will, and it depends on, in this penny front, where you want to attack. The general rule of application, in my mind, is being the Sam or the Will, you're still technically a stand-up linebacker, but you have more opportunities to drop into coverage because you are trying to play games with the quarterback. And if the quarterback sees five on the line of scrimmage, you're probably going to prompt a 5-0 call in protection uh, unless you're getting the back involved in pass protection or a tight end involved in pass protection, so you're getting extra numbers, where you could then potentially uh, go half-man slide or half-line protection and, and you know, have two-on-two on the backside with a big duel from the offensive tackle, and then the center is going to step to the right, and you're going to take the three most dangerous threats on the right-hand side of the line of scrimmage. Whatever. But when you have each one of the offensive linemen is effectively covered, which is the effect of that penny front when you go two rush outside linebackers. They are outside shoulder of the end man on the line of scrimmage within the offensive core. You have four eyes that are lined up in the B gap, and then you have somebody head up on the center. You can't, you're going to have a really hard time sending the center in one direction or the other because what ends up happening is that center has to, at the very least, if everybody's going to slide in one direction, Whoever that last man is on the interior of the slide has to create a post. So if the center is going to step to his right and you're not in five-man protection where you just take the guy directly across from you, that left guard, if you're stepping right as the center, is going to have a really hard time getting attached on the nose tackle if the center is not engaging in the nose tackle. So where that becomes valuable within this defense and in nickel formations, whether it is in this penny front or if it's in your 4-2 fronts, is you can start to dictate protection and then drop somebody out. And Andrew Van Ginkle having the athleticism that he has to drop out underneath and play shallow zone coverage is really where I think he is the most impactful version of himself. If you remember back in 2021, he got a lot more run with the Dolphins that season. He ended up taking 800 snaps defensively plus another 277 on special teams. So he played 71% of the defensive snaps for the Dolphins in 2021. And a lot of that early was this expanded role, right? He played 46 snaps in each of his first two seasons defensively for games that he dressed in. And his third year, you go up to 71%. You're over 800 snaps defensively. And you're putting him in more situations to have to diagnose as compared to being that variable player who has the threat of rushing the passer, but he has the element of surprise because of where he's lined up to drop out underneath and take hook girl coverage. And then suddenly on the other side, if you're going to prompt 5-0 protection and you run a game on the other side of the line of scrimmage or you have a looper that comes through from the other side of the line of scrimmage, but the line is is locked man-on-man across the board, that's where you can manufacture the the miscommunications and get free runners up the middle. So in the penny front with one true linebacker, that's going to be, in my mind, David Long, 
And then you kind of have the ambiguity with the same in the will, where that could be Andrew Van Ginkle, that could be Jerome Baker, that could be Jalen Phillips. Although Jalen Phillips, maybe he carries over some of the stuff that he's did in this past year's defense, where in some of those obvious passing situations, and if you're in a penny front, it's probably going to be you know one linebacker. It's probably going to be a passing situation. You might put Jalen Phillips inside at the three, or at the four eye, and you might have Christian Wilkins on the nose. And you might have Bradley Chubb in there. Bradley Chubb might be your Will. And Van Ginkle's your Sam. You know, you, you kind of have the positional ambiguity based on the athleticism of what you have in the front to play that game. But for Van Ginkle to be the player who has the threat to play forward, but also simultaneously can drop out, I think that's where Miami can get pretty dangerous with their penny front, is if you say, okay, David Long, we're going to play David Long at the mic. And we're going to go Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Agba, hypothetically, as our interior three is the two four eyes and, and the zero technique over the center. And then we have, say, hypothetically for a specific game matchup or rotationally, Jerome Baker and Andrew Van Ginkle as the Sam and the Will, which are the stand-up outside linebackers. Both of those guys can drop, so it's not like the quarterback's going to get up to the line of scrimmage and say, oh, okay, uh, 55 is going to drop because the other guy's an obvious rusher, or 43 is going to drop because you have Bradley Chubb at the other uh, outside linebacker spot. Now, Bradley Chubb can do it. Jalen Phillips can do it. So there's nothing prohibitive there, but... I think that the range in which Andrew Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker, and remember Jerome Baker has been at his best too at times when he's been able to walk up on the line of scrimmage and be a threat off the outside and then play games. Is he coming? Is he dropping out? Van Ginkle is also an extension of that. Now, when you get into your, your nickel 4-2 fronts, that's where I have the hardest time, I think, seeing... Andrew Van Ginkle's ideal stack linebacker role because of what David Long is for this team, what they paid him to be, what he was the last two years in Tennessee. Now, David, if David Long misses time, then yeah, I think you suddenly have a free-for-all where Andrew Van Ginkle could warrant in nickel situations that are obvious passing situations to be the jack linebacker. And, you know, you're going to have some level of protection up front because of how stout the play is uh, with the defensive tackles in front of you. So uh, I think the easiest pathway to getting Andrew Van Ginkle on the field as a stack linebacker is when you're in your tight front, your base front, your 3-4 base. I think in the penny front, there's probably a numbers game that prevents you from being the mic, but I think there's ample opportunities for impactful reps as either the Sam or the Will, depending on how much you trust him to handle the point of attack if you do get surprising runs. And then in the 4-2 uh, nickel subgroup, I think that is the group that is the most challenging to foresee because you have less linebacker types on the field, right? You have four down linemen with the likes of Agba, Wilkins, Sealer, Phillips, Chubb. You brought in Malik Reed, and I think Malik Reed can do some of the same things that Andrew Van Ginkle does as well. And then you still have your two stack off ball linebacker positions. That would be the one that I, I would 
have the hardest time painting the picture for right now without seeing what OTAs and minicamp in the preseason looks like for Andrew Van Kinkle getting run in this t- in this system in this kind of role. But the the scheme versatility is really, I think, the the positional versatility with Andrew Van Kinkle is, I think, the the greatest value that he presents. Now, as far as snaps, ideal snaps, what that would look like for me, I'm glad you asked. That's what we're finishing with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, exploring Andrew Van Ginkle as a member of the Dolphins' defense in 2023. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we kind of went through, Van Ginkle has had this kind of roller coaster experience as a defensive player for the Dolphins. 197 defensive snaps his rookie season. He only dressed for six games, missed the first 10 weeks of the season. 2020, 46% of the snaps, 480. And if you had to ask me, I thought that was his best season as a member of the Miami Dolphins was in 2020, his second year. 2021, that snap share went from 480 at 46% of the snaps defensively to 801 and almost doubled 71% of the snaps defensively. And then this past year, 334 snaps. That was about 30% defensively. And he has over 1,000 career special team snaps across his first four years in the NFL as well. That season in 2021, in which he got a lot of the run early. Now, he was... Pretty impactful as a pass rusher. He wasn't as impactful of a pass rusher as he was the previous season from a sack totals perspective, but he had a lot of hurries. He had a lot of quarterback hits, but it came at the expense of getting targeted a lot more in coverage. And that's kind of where, if this is going to work and if he's going to be a valuable true stack linebacker, not a hybrid type, not an A level of the defense zone dropper but going to line up in a 30 alignment in a B-gap in a a four-man front or a a five-man front in an odd or an even front and play off the ball. The pass coverage is the big area that I think has to improve. He was targeted 29 times in 2021. He has not been targeted 29 times across his other three seasons combined. Because when he was on the field, his role was a lot more narrow. So that's why when I caught myself at the end of segment two, I said scheme flexibility. I don't know that it's scheme flexibility. I think that it's positional flexibility, but I think his strengths are his strengths. Now, Vic Fangio sees additional pathways to weaponize those strengths and get more impactful static pre-snap looks. I'm going to trust Vic Fangio to do it. At the end of the day... Vic's the expert here. 
right? I can only read the tea leaves and share my observations from what I have seen from Andrew Van Ginkle and what I understand of Vic Fangio's defense, which is probably 5% of what Vic Fangio could tell him about his own defense. So full disclaimer there. But there was a significant regression for Andrew Van Ginkle in just about every measure of consistency of play when he was put in a position to play at the volume at 70-plus percent of the snaps in which he did. He conceded 23 receptions. He's conceded 22 receptions across his other three seasons in the NFL. His yards per completion was two and a half yards higher than any season average in his other three seasons in the NFL. He was targeted 8.5 yards downfield, which is nearly two yards higher than the average yards per target of his other opportunities across his other three seasons. He gave up a career-high pass rating of 102. He missed more tackles that season playing 70% of the snaps than he did in all three of his other seasons as an NFL player combined at a percentage of about 17% of his tackle attempts were missed tackles. And that's where I think I'm most curious to see what Vic Fangio can can continue to unlock within Andrew Van Ginkle. I I have no doubt when they're going to go odd front and they want to rush four and they want to steal hook curl in zone coverage to help them rotate their shell to take away what they anticipate to be the early progressions. That is where Andrew Van Ginkle is going to be his most valuable because he is a legitimate threat off the edge and a legitimate threat to drop into hook curl zone coverage underneath. But getting actual run as a stack linebacker, I'm intrigued. But I'm also a little skeptical that that's going to materialize in a way that's going to check a box for the Dolphins. I still think off-ball linebacker is an area where the Dolphins could use another body, whether that ends up being undrafted free agent Aubrey Miller whether that ends up being Channing Tindall, whether that ends up being Andrew Van Ginkle or somebody else, consider me intrigued. But that's a storyline that I will be watching throughout the course of the summer. And I'll keep you updated as I get observations. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Special shout out to the everydayers who are with us on a daily basis. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins. We will be back again soon with the end of the episode. So Find us on YouTube. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just make sure you find us. Peace and fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.